0: It was one year ago. The world was just about to shut down. But I had an idea. I was going to start a podcast. It was called Sports The Show. The show where we talk about sports. And on this day, February 27th, 2020, we released a trailer. On February 28th, we released the first episode. But officially, the first thing ever released via Anchor was on February 27th, 2020. Now, one year later, the world has changed a lot. One thing remains constant. You've got to hear my beautiful voice. We have grown as people. We have grown as a show. And I thank each and every single one of you for getting to be a part of this journey for the last Now 365 days. So with that, I only have one thing to tell you. Are you ready? Because it's the best time of the week. It's time for Maximum Volume. The greatest podcast I've ever made. We begin this week's episode with men and women's college basketball. Here are the AP. Top 25 rankings for week 14. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. That is your top five. No changes there. Alabama's in sixth. Oklahoma, seventh. Villanova, eighth. Iowa climbs back in the top ten in ninth. West Virginia, tenth. Florida State all the way up now to 11th. And Houston falling down six positions. there in 12th. Creighton even though they've had a few losses in the very talented Big East. They are in 13th, Texas. You lose to West Virginia, you're going to go down. They're in 14th, Virginia. They lost to unranked Duke. They're in 15th, Virginia Tech, 16th, Kansas, 17th, Texas Tech, 18th, USC, 19th. Arkansas, 20th, Loyola, Chicago, up to 21st now, San Diego State, 22nd, Loyola, Chicago, San Diego State, those two can be very good come tournament time. Wisconsin is somehow in the top 25 and at 23rd. I don't think they should be. Missouri, 24th, they should not be in the top 25. Tennessee, 25th, they should not be in the top 25. Last three should not, but it's fine. Oklahoma State having a whole lot of votes with 92. Belmont had 80. Oregon-Purdue had 53. All four of those schools Deserve to be in the top 25 instead of a Wisconsin-Missouri-Tennessee team. But on the women's side of things, not that really anything to complain about there. We have UConn still in first. NC State gets back to second place. Texas A&M third. Stanford fourth. South Carolina and Louisville go down three places to fifth and sixth, respectively. Baylor stays in seventh. Maryland eighth. Arizona ninth. UCLA all the way now down to 10th from 8th. And IU, they are in their highest ranking in AP history, on the women's side of things, at 11th in the country. Michigan, 12th. South Florida up to 13th. They're going down from 12th. Oregon, 14th. Ohio State, the Ohio State University, 15th. Arkansas, 16th. Georgia, the Bulldogs are in 17th. West Virginia... I i saying, I don't care. They're in 18th, Kentucky, 19th, Tennessee, 20th, 21st, Gonzaga, 22nd, South Dakota State, Missouri State, back to 23rd, DePaul is 24th, Rectors, they're in 25th, Oklahoma State, Northwestern, Florida Gulf Coast, all having uh, a couple votes, Northwestern dropping from the top 25. They were 24th. So we've seen the top 25. What about some scores to know? Well, I have called the last week, at least on the men's side of things, upset week. Here's why. It began on Saturday, the 20th. UK, horrible season for the Wildcats. They beat number 19, Tennessee. We had 23-ranked Kansas beat number 15-ranked Texas Tech. West Virginia beat Texas 13th beat number 12. Arizona unranked beat number 17, USC. Duke beat number seven, Virginia. That was kind of the big surprise as well. Sunday the 21st, it was the big matchup Everyone's excited for. Michigan, Ohio State, fun one. Michigan wins by five points in Columbus in what could be a final four matchup. Number three beats number four. Oklahoma State on Monday the 22nd beat number 18th ranked Texas. Texas, Texas Tech loses two in a row. And on Tuesday, the 23rd, Michigan State would get their first of two upsets, first beating number five, Illinois, on the 23rd. Also, Georgia Tech beat Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech unranked, Virginia Tech 16th at the time. And then Kansas State beat number seven, Oklahoma, at the time. So if you're ever wondering why, uh, I guess number seven is the unlucky spot to be in. Second week in a row, unranked opponent wins. NC State, by the way, beat number 15, Virginia, unranked NC State. Virginia is going to continue to decline. Arkansas beat number six, Alabama. They keep putting Alabama in the top 10, and then they just keep losing. Make them like in the top 15, but not top 10. There you go, 11th through 15th. That's where Alabama belongs. Thursday, the 25th, we had Michigan State, then beat number four, Ohio State. Those are all of your uh, men's upsets. For women's, not that many. Uh, on Sunday, the 21st, Florida State beat, was unranked and beat number three, Louisville. That was a big one. The Oregon State, they beat the number eight UCLA Lady Bruins. And on Wednesday the 24th, Iowa State beat number 18 West Virginia. Penn State beat number 15 Ohio State. There have been no men's conference titles that have been major so far, at least, but on the women's side of things, Sanford won the Pac-12 title. Baylor won the Big 12 title. That is Baylor's 11th straight Big 12 title. And there is your NCAA news of the week. As we get two weeks away from, I believe, they will be announcing the tournament teams in about two weeks from now, so that's exciting. We now have some NBA coverage to talk about. We start first with a couple 50-point games that happened on a Friday the 19th. It was Joel Embiid. He had a career high of 50 points with 17 rebounds in 35 minutes when his Philadelphia 76ers beat the Chicago Bulls. That same night, Nuggets guard Jamal Murray dropped 50 points in the 120-103 win at the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I believe that's what they call it now because it used to be Quick Loans Arena. That's when I was actually there. Great facility, by the way. just wanted to say that first of all. Nice staff, loved the city of Cleveland, had a fun time there. That's not beyond the point. Murray was 84% from the field or 21 for 25, whichever one you prefer. And none of his points were from the free throw line. Insane night for Jamal Murray, really was. Well, later, actually, it was about a week later it was the Atlanta Hawks at the Oklahoma City Thunder when the Hawks wore their red away uniforms the Thunder wore their orange home uniforms apparently there's a website that the NBA teams go to and they just that is where they decide we're going to wear this jersey this night and as the home team Oklahoma got their choice first system glitched and Atlanta brought the wrong uniforms because they thought Oklahoma was doing something else, I guess. I really don't know. I don't know how this happens. I'm not going to blame the uh, equipment manager. I think that was just unluck- unlucky. But orange, red, those two colors clash. It was not a good time. So the NBA found out during the first uh, half and that the second half they had them get their uh, white home uniforms that they thankfully still had in the locker room. It would have been an interesting sight to see what they would have done if they hadn't had those. But we didn't get to see that, and it's all fine. Now we move to the NBA All-Star Game happening March 7th in Atlanta, State Farm Arena. Going to be a fun one there. I'm very excited for it. Well, here we go. Here are the starters for the NBA All-Star Game. Esteemed Kevin Durant. Without Kevin Durant, he's hurt. Jason Tatum becomes a starter now. He was replaced by DeMontis Sabonis as a reserve as he got promoted, and KD got demoted because, frankly, he can't play. So, Jason Tatum of the Celtics, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal of the Wizards, Joel Embiid of the 76ers, Kyrie Irving of the Nets. Those are your five Team KD starters, by the way, Bradley Beal leading scorer in the NBA. For Team LeBron, it's it's LeBron James, Lakers, the Warriors, Steph Curry, Luke Doncic of the Mavericks, Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets, Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers. Those are your starters for Team LeBron. For the reserves, we have Jalen Brown of the Celtics, James Harden of the Nets, Zach Levine of the Bulls, Julius Randle of the Knicks, Ben Simmons of the 76ers, Nikola Vucevic of the Magic, Demonte Sabonis of the Pacers. He, of course, replaced KD. He heard some people being like, uh, you know what? We need Trey Young in there. We need Tobias Harris over Ben Simmons. At the end of the day, the fans didn't get to make 100% of the decisions. But uh, it is weird that they don't have Trey Young in there. But uh, congrats to all the East starters. There weren't really any egregious West starters that aren't in there because We originally had Sabonis out, which I was very much angry about. And then they corrected their mistake because he replaced KD. And then for the West, they had Devin Booker out of the Suns. Because, of course, Devin Booker was out because the NBA just doesn't, I guess, respect Devin Booker. I really don't know why you wouldn't have him in there. It's fine, though. Here are the West reserves, and then you make your decision who should be in and out. We have Paul George of the Clippers, Rudy Gobert of the Jazz, Damian Loder of the Trailblazers, Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz, Chris Paul of the Suns, Zion Williams of the Pelicans, and Devin Booker of the Suns. He replaced Anthony Davis. I just don't know. It's going to be a fun one, though. It really is. I'm looking forward to the NBA All-Star Game this year. There, I said it. I am. It's true. Cannot wait to see it. It's going to be, I believe, on TNT March 7th. We got the slam dunk contest, a halftime skills challenge thing. As well. Gonna be just a fun weekend. I'm excited. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple podcasts. And You can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. On the one-year anniversary of the first episode of Maximum Volume, formerly called Sports the Show, we have one of the original guests. Titus joins us. How are you doing today, Titus?
1: Uh, Pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. This is an exciting time. The golf world, eh, not very exciting, especially with what happened with Tiger Woods. Uh, Accident Tuesday morning, February 23rd, uh, driving an SUV, rolling over, having surgery on his lower right leg, ankle that day. What went through your head when you see on your phone Tiger Woods is involved in an accident?
1: Well, obviously, the first thing is, is the first thing I thought was, is this real? You know, because, again, I just got out of school. Um, I really was not thinking, you know, a friend sent me "Hey," saying, hey, Tiger would have got an accident. And I immediately was like, that's so fake. An hour later, I'm like, all right, well, is he alive? They confirmed that he was conscious. He was awake and then, you know, that he was fine the next day. Some more info came out about that it was on his, the injury was on his leg, and I was like, all right, well, at least it wasn't his back or like his neck where he had just had surgery this year, you know. I mean, I I, I was thinking if it was his back or his neck, this could be a career ender. But, um, because, just because it was on his, um, his legs, I thought maybe he could come out of it. Then they said his, uh, right, on his right leg, the tibia and fibula, or the tibia and the fibula are both, um, uh, fraction in some way. So I'm kind of, I'm not in, I wouldn't say that I'm like not, not concerned. It's just that I feel like he's going to make a good recovery. And honestly, in my opinion, I think he'll return to play just because of what the doctors are saying that he, all the surgeries were successful, I was told today. Um, so I think if that he just, you know, kind of takes it day by day and kind of, you know, does what he needs to do. When, I think he can return to competitive golf.
0: Okay. I haven't seen the exact numbers. I don't think they've released how long he will be out. Do you think he'll be able to be back uh, come master's time? Uh, No, I think that
1: he, in all honesty, I think if he were to just scrap the year, like I think maybe the end of the year, I think is when we'll really see Tiger. Um, it's too close to call at this point. Um, If I was Tiger, I would call off the Masters and maybe the PGA Championship. And if at all possible, I want to be 100% by the U.S. Open and the British Open. I mean, I just think that (sighs) he's only got one body. He's only got one. If he sits out one year and he recovers and he, you know, gets his game figured out and – Starts really figuring out the swing and really, you know, kind of comes back next year bigger and better. I think that we could see a a much better comeback than if he were to come back late in the season
0: this year. Okay, so what's happening this weekend in golf currently?
1: Uh, it is the WGC Workday um, at the Concession, which uh, just fin- I just I uh, just came back from watching some of the final round. Uh, Collins, Colin Colin was in the lead at 15 under. Um, he has a two shot lead. There's a lot of guys. Rory's at 11 under. Um, Victor Hovland I is at 11 or 10 under. Um, I mean he's got a lot of. I mean he's a young kid. He's 30 year on tour. Um, he's got two wins, a PGA Championship win. Um, he's a major winner. I, I think he closes it out. I think it's probably going to be – it's between him and Rory that's who I got. I think that Rory, he's really looking for vengeance after the missing the cut last week at the Genesis. You know, Koepka's – you know, he's playing good. If he can play solid tomorrow, he has a chance. But it's all in Colin's hands. I mean, he – if he comes out and fires like he did today, you're not going to touch him. Like, no one will. He had a six-shot lead at one point. That looked like he was going to be seven or eight if, you know – he did make a couple mistakes coming home, but, you know, it's golf. You're, it's a tough, tough course where they're playing. So, he came in, I think, for the last couple of holes, like two over or something. So, you know, I think he's fine. Uh, I think he's in a good position. He knows where he needs to play. He just made some mistakes late, but he still has got the lead by two. So,
0: Okay, now what is the kind of next big event for golf? Not one of those, just little weekend tournaments. What's the one big one that's coming up next in Europe? So,
1: in it's like mid-March. I can't remember exact dates, but it's the Players' Championship. It's the unofficial fifth major um, that they have. It's a big event. All the best players playing it. Like, Rory, you'll see there. You'll, I mean, you'll see the best. I mean, I bet most of the top 50 players will be in there. Probably a lot of the top 100. It's a, I mean, it's a tough course at TPC Sawgrass. It's a tournament I always love watching every year. Um, Obviously, some years I don't watch it. Some years I don't watch it because I'm normally playing golf on my own, but I like to watch it, you know, uh, highlights of it. Um, it, It's a fun tournament to watch. I love Sawgrass. I think it's a really good layout. It's a really good course. Um and it gives the guys kind of like that heated competition. You basically it's most of the player people that are gonna play in the masters and probably most majors. So it kind of gives a chance for you know some of the guys that are looking to make you know, looking to make a run this year, gives them a chance to kind of be you know, see what that deep field of competition is gonna be like.
0: Interesting. Now we move on from I'd say over the next few Sundays to some of the past few Sundays. NFL free agency coming up about March seventeenth, I think is when they officially started. This year we have a whole lot of quarterbacks that are gonna be on the market, possibly. We start with I'd say the biggest one right now that we know of, Deshaun Watson. Where do you think he's gonna go?
1: Well, I think most likely he's probably gonna to go to end up in Denver is probably my number one choice. Um, I I just think that they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of draft picks. They have a lot of stock. Um, They don't know about Vaughn Miller yet, so if they wanted to trade him and try and get something out of him, um, they could trade him there. Um, But, again, I think that it's most likely Denver. If not Miami, may bite on it, but again, I don't think the Tex the Texans said they aren't looking to trade, but if I'm the Texas organization and he- he's not coming out of this, like, hold, and he's going to say, I'm not playing for you, you need to, to trade him now. Now is the perfect time. You have to trade him because you cannot let him go like J.J. Watt did. If you let Deshaun Watson go, you will have two players that probably would have gotten you Around three to four, I'd say way closer to six first round draft picks, maybe some late, you know, some thirds and fourths. I mean, you're getting a lot of, I mean, with JJ Watt, you lost at least a first round draft pick and at least a third. And there's a lot of really good talent early on. If, in my opinion, I think they should trade with Miami. I don't think the Jets should bite on it. I think the Jets should go with Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Jaguars are going with Trevor. I don't doubt that. Trade with Miami. Get the pick that you traded with the um, – I can't remember what pick it was. Larry Tunsell trade. Get that pick back. And then pick up whatever quarterback's left. You You have to. Because you're going to break your losses. You're going to split your losses. Deshaun's really, really good. But you cannot be locked in a hold with him and not treat him. Because if he goes out into free agency and he gets picked up by a team for a large contract, that entire time you could have gotten two first-round draft picks at, at least for multiple years. In possible players that can help your team, you're going to ruin your franchise.
0: This reminds me a little bit of uh, the Stafford-Goff kind of deal, where uh, you know they send Goff and a couple picks to Detroit for Stafford going to LA. You could have a lot of capital, like Houston would be the Detroit in this case, mm-hmm. if you actually get a trade. But uh, it's just going to be an ugly situation. That's really all I know. Well. It's coming yeah. from the Elgin situation, we talked about earlier, J.J. Watt. Now, he's not a quarterback, but he is another huge name of this year's free agency. I swear it seems like every single team has been at least one point wanting him. Where's he going to go? Well, I think you'd look at the
1: teams that they need defensive help and especially putting pressure. Um, I think you could – I think somewhere like the Colts to build that lineup with the DeForest Buckner uh, Buckner and really build a really good offense or a defense um, and be powerful. I don't think they will just because of cap reasons. I don't know what their money is looking like. um, If they want to get other people. Um, But I think mainly you're looking at the top five teams um, in the draft. You're looking at, you know, New York. The teams that have capital, the Jaguars, teams that could also pick up Deshaun. Um, I've heard some stuff about the Steelers. I've heard something about the Cowboys. Uh, I think a team I would like to see him on, but I'd also be really scared of, is the Washington football team if he went there with that entire D line, that entire defense. I mean, in my opinion, they'd have the best defense in the entire NFL and maybe one of the best of all time if they signed him. I mean, they still do now. They don't need him. It would just help. But I feel like there's a lot of teams, especially the teams that New York's one of them that I've seen, the Giants and the Jets, the Jaguars. um, Maybe the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs could really benefit from him. Um, but they're, I don't know what their cap
0: looks like. Um,
1: but, again, a lot of either the really, really good teams or the really,
0: really bad teams that have a lot of cap. Okay, now a recent name that's been kind of added, Russell Wilson. He said he wants to actually be protected, so I've seen really just four teams that he wanted to go to. No one of them was Chicago. What about some other places, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, it was the two places I think he's going to go out of all the picked. I think he – it was L.A., uh, the Raiders, and um, – wait, is it L.A.? Or wait, is it's it Vegas? Vegas. Forgot about that. I need to not <laughs> – You're thinking I'm of so Oakland, into,
0: yeah.
1: I'm thinking of Oakland. Oh, my God. The Vegas Raiders. That, that's going to get
0: awesome. – oh, Don't worry. I, I still call the Chargers San Diego sometimes, and we know how long <laughs> they've been gone.
1: Oh, they've been gone forever. Um, but you have the Raiders and the Bears. I think those are the only two teams. I think if he's going to go absolutely to either of those two teams, he'd find a good home. Um, the Raiders would be deadly if they got Russell Wilson. I think Derek Carr is good, not good enough um, to win a Super Bowl with. I think that he makes good throws under pressure. He can battle, uh, battle it out, but when it comes down to the stretch, he it could get tough for him. Um, The Bears, they're looking like a good team. They're starting to kind of come back on the up. Um, I don't know how much they trust Mitch Trubisky. Um, And, again, that's from their perspective. They just don't don't see anything in him, and most people don't anyway. Um, There are flashes that he's good, but, like I said, in the NFL, you have to be they you're trying to find the best players possible. And if you can find a better player, you're just going to do it. And I think Russell going to the Bears is probably the one that I like the best.
0: Okay, now let's go to New York, Sam Darnold. You know, we really don't know what's happening. Are they going to draft a quarterback? They most likely will. What are they doing with Sam Darnold?
1: Um, I see basically the same places that Deshaun's looking I. I think Denver would be a really good place for him. Here's my thing with Sam. He's very, very good. He's got talent. But you're putting him in New York. He's not – he he just didn't have a team. Like, everyone's going to think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. In my honesty, if they go better than 3-13, and 13, I'll be so surprised. One player is not going to change your entire organization. But getting a player like, like I said, Denver, is probably the biggest. I'm a Denver fan, but that doesn't matter. I I just think that Denver is probably the biggest hot market right now for quarterbacks because I don't think they trust Drew Locke. Um, He's thrown flash to being good, especially, what was it now, two years ago. But it's not really – He's just not getting the job done. I think if you put Sam in that situation, he's got some athleticism. He can move around the pocket. And he makes some really, really good throws.
0: One thing I remember uh, from the whole draft coverage uh, during that 2018 draft, I remember I was saying Sam Darnold should be a first pick instead of Baker Mayfield. And while I was horribly wrong about that, we obviously saw that Sam did have some talent, so – It Mm -hmm. really – I hope New York just doesn't ruin his career because he still – he obviously now does have some talent.
1: Well, I think Baker, he went to a team that was on the up. They were really low there in 18, but they really got a bunch of really good talented players during that, like, Baker Mayfield early on era. So, basically, after he – literally after he got drafted, I mean, their, their talent shot up. I mean Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Like when you get those two, that's that, that's just that's just too good. You know, I'm I think that he went to a much better team than Baker Mayfield did because they had no, there was no, um, they were they weren't going anywhere. They were on the down. Like I think they went seven and nine uh, a couple years ago, and they went this year what like two and fourteen.
0: Yeah, uh, the, just the demise of New York has been interesting thing to watch. Our final one is one that not a lot of people have been talking about, but the whole Dak Prescott incident in Dallas, they just don't want to pay him. So what do you think is going to happen there? Well, they won't pay him.
1: Um, I think that Jerry Jones, is he's looking for another option, but he's running out. I think he really needs to look at it and say, does that give us the best chance of winning? Does Andy Dalton give them the best chance? No, you didn't. You didn't break a double-digit season. You weren't in the playoffs. Washington was, um, and I mean, you're in the worst division in maybe the history of sports. I think for right now, trade him. I think either trading. Because I've always believed trade a player. Unless you just can't. Unless you physically cannot trade a player, trade them. You're going to get something out of it. Just releasing them will not give you anything. I think the same place the same places that Deshaun Watson and Sam Darnold will go is exactly where Dak Prescott can go. New York could pick him up. Um, you know Miami could I think Miami is probably my favorite for Dak Prescott I think seeing Dak in Miami would be really really good with a good scheme I like their coach I like what they got going on down there same thing with Denver he went to Denver I feel like we have a good system just putting a quarterback in there and getting him ready and getting him built around this team would be awesome
0: yeah I remember like What was it, the first week he was injured, he still had a better or one of the top five completion percentage, and he was still hurt? So we obviously saw that Dak is a good quarterback. So uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't really have any more big free agents. I mean, maybe Matt Ryan. Uh, What do you think with him? I mean, Matt Ryan, he's –
1: I think a team that would sign him. Oh, another team I feel like would also sign a quarterback, the Patriots. Deshaun or any of the other two or other three quarterbacks that we talked about, any of them could go there. Um, I also see maybe this is kind of early talk, uh, the 49ers picking up a quarterback or maybe the Buccaneers picking someone up for after Tom Brady. Um, I mean, I know because it's a quarterback type of year, you have these every once in a blue moon where quarterbacks are in and out of teams. Like this year, we don't even know what Jersey Deshaun, Sam, Matt Ryan, um, half of these quarterbacks can be putting on. For all I mean, for all we know. I didn't think the Matt Stafford trade was going to happen until more in April. So it, it's a wild time in the NFL. We'll see how we'll see how it happens.
0: Free agency chaos, and the one thing we have sort of lamented the fact on—we kind of talked about it—but there's still a great draft class this year of quarterbacks too. Got mm-hmm. Mac Jones. We got the kid from North Dakota as well. Got kind Mm -hmm. of the big three, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, all them. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks at least going in some of these Kuyper and other ones, uh, perhaps. So this is, I definitely think, the year of the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, you got Trey Lance, um, Mac Jones, who everyone says is going to be a second rounder. If he goes in the first round, I'm not even going to be surprised. Um, I think three quarterbacks will go within the first three picks or within the first five, and another two will go in the first round. It's a quarterback-driven league now. People don't have quarterbacks. Denver, New England, um, Miami doesn't know their quarterback. Um, I mean, the Falcons really don't know who they're going to put under center. There's a lot of teams that are kind of questioning
0: where they're going to go. It's an exciting time. Where can the people find you at? Uh,
1: you can find me on Instagram at uh, the uh, 205 or 2005. And you can find me on Twitter on the same handle.
0: Okay. He's tied. It's time, Max. Thank you for listening to this week's edition Maximum Volume. I said this at the beginning. I'm going to say it again. we made it one year. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's shocking. It's just that I actually have people seriously listening to me and I'm talking to my friend about sports. I thank each and every single one of you from the bottom of my heart. You have made a difficult year worth it. I know I've had sometimes little breaks, and I know as of late I haven't really had a schedule. That's all going to change. New schedule. I'm going to make it official now. Mondays, Wednesdays, no matter what we're going to have a podcast i can guarantee you that even if it means i have to uh you know do a podcast the same day as i do a game i'm i'm going to do it uh, and it's because i love each and every single one of you i want to give you the content thank you so very much for listening to the show hey okay yeah. make sure you're staying safe during this pandemic very important wear a mask be clean, do all of that stuff, please. Please stay safe. Seriously. Uh email the show, maximum volume podcast gmail.com. Twitter at Max G Sports. You wanna leave a voice message? Do it via Anchor, that's in the description. You'll be on the show, I can guarantee you that. Follow the show on maximum volume. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Good Possible, Horn FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify. Verbal Pocket Cast, thank you so, so very much. I keep saying that again, but just thank you for listening. You've made this year bearable.